0: Preacher fans, the only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were Preacher fans. Yes, they were. They were. Oh, yes, they were. That's a podcast theme right there. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Preacher Men, the podcast where the only boy who could ever please me was the son of the Preacher man. That's us. We're having a son, and he's going to please you. I promise oh, what? you that.
1: That's weird, man. Uh,
0: we, this is a podcast where we talk about the TV show Preacher. We are in yes. season two. We're rolling through. Uh, what what is, a season! What so far. a season!
1: Oh man, what a show! This, this is, is
0: episode just, nine. Yep, puzzle pieces. Uh, yes, which is, um, I I love a puzzle. It's a Saturday afternoon here, so you <laughs> know it's puzzle time in the in the Tyler household. Ah. Oh. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. No, I love to do a puzzle. Sometimes I'll close my eyes and just do it uh, in the total dark because I like I the challenge. I, I don't need think the picture. You. It's about the puzzle pieces, not about just, just making a cute picture of like a, like a little kitten or something.
1: There's no way you could actually do that. You don't think so? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. I could definitely do that. Nope. There's no way. You don't think I could put a puzzle together without a picture? But I'm saying, if you turn off all the lights, blindfold yourself. There's no way you can put together a puzzle.
0: Well, given enough time, if I were <laughs> if I were the Saint of Killers trapped in a, a totally dark room underneath a swamp, and all he had in there was a puzzle, the least Jesse could do is give
1: him a puzzle. <laughs> you think you should swim down, open it up, drop a puzzle, and then close it? That's what you're saying? Yeah. Or
0: I mean, it's it's nice to just have a puzzle on hand. At all times.
1: Oh, oh so, it's a, uh, so it's the saying of Killer's fault for not having a pu- – he might have a puzzle. He might have a puzzle. He's got a lot of pockets in that jacket. Yeah, he does. I mean that's a giant – if you've seen Parker Lewis Can't Lose, you know a trench coat can hold a lot of stuff. Now that's the
0: kind of fresh references that people <laughs> want in their television podcast uh, commentary that's right uh guys uh let's g- I put away your puzzles because i know that's what you're all working on out there because it's time to talk preacher uh let's get into the episode quick recap of what's going on yeah we've got uh we got so Ch- it,
1: op- it opens up with the hair star getting his office clean well hold know? on a second we got a little so, recap no- we got jesse oh, okay.
0: custer he's the preacher he's got the power of god in him, he's on the search for god and he's obsessed with it he's uh, he's sort of losing touch with his friends, Cassidy the Vampire. He's been struggling with his uh, his son, who's actually older than him, has been dying and begging him to turn him into a vampire. Cassidy's struggling with it all alone, not talking to Jesse about it. That's weird. They're friends. French yeah, there's a
1: lot of friends. frustrating non-talking going on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then
0: we have uh, Jesse's on again, off again girlfriend. Stop uh, saying on again and off again. Okay, Jesse's off again girlfriend Tulip, who is having like a, a total crisis, <laughs> and uh, they are they are not getting along. She is, relationships are tough, man. Relationships are tough. You know, the, you got to learn people's love languages, and yep. uh, Tulip's love yep. language is not being picked up by a cowboy from hell, and unfortunately, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> And she is been traumatized. She's been going to a bar uh, where their fun bar game. It's you know, some bars, some bars have darts. Uh, this bar does not stingy.
1: gunfight club. It's some like a gunfight gun 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 club. a
0: gunfight club, yeah. So Tula's been earning money um, getting shot by increasingly larger handguns while she's wearing a bulletproof vest.
1: Yeah, it's her therapy. It's her sitting on the couch talking it out a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's her job. I mean, she makes money at it. I, that's a great. That's a great job. It's not a bad job in today's economy, but just pop it into a bar, a couple mm-hmm. drinks, bang, bang, collect yeah. a couple hundred bucks.
1: Exactly. Uh, but I'd like to uh, correct you. You said he has the power of God in him. No, it's not. He thought it, uh, Genesis was the power of God. Turns out it's not. Yeah, it's
0: a half the, God, half devil. But I think uh, it's, a, it's an assumption. an angel, dude. That's not, you know, it's different. But yeah. No, I mean, God technically touches all things. I think is. Uh, something we're learning. Have you been reading the Bible like I told you to, Pete?
1: <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I, Pete, there's I a lot. I know
0: it's hard, but we do a podcast about preacher. We need to be reading up on this stuff. <laughs> I assigned you three texts, the Bible, the Quran, mm-hmm. and just this great uh, Hardy Boys book that I really like. <laughs> and I don't think you've read any of them.
1: No. Well, Hardy Boys, I have. Uh, I think I read all of those back in the day. So yeah, Of course. Uh, the great books.
0: Pretty quick reads. Yeah, um,
1: but so anyway, it starts so, off with Hair Star getting his new office set up, all cleaned. He's gotta, he likes things super
0: neat and organized. So we should say Hairstar Star is um, sort of the new villain. So they just beat this guy, this cowboy, the Saint of Killers, trapped him in an armored uh, armored car underneath the swamp. He's right, right. probably angry, but he's still alive. He has a piece of Jesse's soul in him. Which yeah. you don't usually want That's to get. That's not good. Up. Uh, but uh because of Jesse's power um he's come under the the gaze of this uh secret Christian organization or religious organization that is eliminates false idols yep. and uh they think Jesse is a threat to uh to Christianity to God or Jesus or whatever
1: yeah some people really get into the religion thing and kind of go nuts with it so you got to be aware of like Super-secret, religious-organized groups that are ready to take people out. Yeah,
0: exactly. They're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, you were saying uh, we see hairstar Star setting up his desk. On the desk, we see a file, Jesse Custer. Mm-hmm. Bad
1: news yeah. coming. Oh, man. Our squad. Yeah, and but then we get the old... Again, uh, the flashback. I guess this is a big moment in Jesse's life when his dad gets shot in front of him. So we, we flash back to that again. Uh, yeah, I guess that I guess that haunts somebody after that happens. You know.
0: Uh, yeah, it uh, it does. <laughs> I think that's a major <laughs> point of this series. Is Jesse got some ghosts haunting him? Uh, the yeah. death that he prayed for his father to die. Um, and then, it just coincidentally enough, uh, some bad dudes came and killed him in front of him. Yeah. So that'll leave you like slightly scarred, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so we get that flashback. Jesse seems like he's like up against it. He's googling like where God is. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. So and then enter Cassidy, and I'm like, oh God, here it is. Like these guys really got to talk out a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, and so like. Cassidy was asking Jesse for help with his son, Dennis. And Jesse was all like being a douche and was like, "Nah, man, I'm trying to find God. I don't have time for your petty bullshit. Like Jesse, what the fuck, man? You can use it all over the place. But then your boy asked for a little help and you're like, nah. And yeah. then like right in front of Cassidy, he uses it on fucking tulip.
0: Yeah, so uh, that was fucked up. He tulip has said uh, in the past, "Do yeah, not, don't use that.
1: ever use it." And that's an understandable thing, dude. It's like if you had the men, men in black mind eraser thing, you would, I would be like, "Hey, Justin, don't use that on me."
0: Yeah, and I should again apologize for using it on you so often.
1: Yeah, I keep saying, "Please," this is the last time. There's a lot of stuff that you need to forget, Pete. Well, yeah, I mean, we all need to forget a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes that's that's not real life, so stop using the mind eraser, man.
0: I erased that whole second season of Iron Fist that you didn't like.
1: <laughs> second season? You mean the first season?
0: No, Pete. I erased it from oh,
1: your Oh, what? That's There's right. second season? That's right.
0: See? Oh, man. See what I did Stop
1: there? using that on me.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I can't help it. You have to forget stuff.
1: That's no, fucked up. Uh, anyway, so you would totally be Jesse in that situation and be a dick. And uh, uh, no,
0: I, I would not. This was. Uh, I feel like this is a sign that Jesse's crossing lines. He's like des- he's truly desperate at this point. Yeah, uh, he feels like he should be finding God. He can't, and he is uh, just. He's trying to take care of Tulip, but he's like doing the Cliff Notes version. He's not listening to her yeah. problems. He's yeah. like, oh, I'll just put her to sleep. Like that's uh, that's never a solution. I just asked my uh, my the pets I had growing up. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's just kidding. So, oh, fuck just up, kidding. That all, got really dark, dude. Just kidding. They're all on um, a farm upstate, Yeah, which even yeah. further upstate than where I'm from.
1: Yeah, it's weird when you live upstate because then it's like, oh, it's on a farm upstate. And it's like, well, I'm here. I don't see a lot of puppy farms.
0: Don't don't ruin that illusion. Maybe that's in Canada. Like, oh. like, there's a great farm in Canada where the puppies go, and that's also where your Canadian girlfriend lives, right, Pete? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am dying to meet her. You've been uh, talking hey, her up so much.
1: Well, you know, in due time. In due time. Uh, so uh, so anyway, listen. Uh, so Cassidy's heating up some blood. Of course, yeah. It's it's breakfast time.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I know. but it seems uh, as soon as I saw the scene, I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but I that kind
1: of casually says. Which I – this is what I love about this, uh, this whole kind of show, the way they have things. It's, it's, he casually says a huge moment like, hey, by the way, I took care of the dentist thing. He's going to be OK. It turns out he's going to be OK, which is basically saying I bit him.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a very subtle uh, way to do Yeah, this.
1: amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, so but then – Did you see the, the look Cassidy gave Jesse though? After he used the power on Tulip. Yeah, ice cold. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was, I was like, hell yeah. That's fucked up, man. Our
0: trio is falling apart.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, not falling apart. You know, it's just sometimes things get weird in relationships. That's all. But I just think that, like, I don't know, man. What were you done? Like, Tulip is out of control. She needs sleep, but she won't get it. What do you do there? You know?
0: Well, I don't think you make her sleep. They need to deal with – they're not dealing with the actual problems they have. They're right. not talking about uh, – But it, what-
1: she is so lacking sleep, like spinning out of control. She she's just barking and she's not listening. So, I mean, how do you talk somebody off the ledge like that? I mean, I understand Jesse shouldn't have done it, but it was kind of like the only way to actually get her to go to sleep. That is not true. I mean, they have to talk about what's causing her to
0: have these nightmares. What it but means she's in her.
1: such a state that how can you talk her down is my question to you. How do you be like, hey, calm down, let's talk, when she's like, ah, ah, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, well, if you had, like, if it was like, you don't have the power of Genesis, but if it was like, oh, just hit, uh, uh, hit Justin over the head with a hammer, he needs to sleep, like, that's not cool.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, but sometimes you got to do that. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I. that's my point is saying, no. you don't have to do that.
1: Well, I've punched you out a couple of times where you woke up the next day and didn't remember.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I got to really find out what happened there.
1: Well, uh, now is not the time.
0: Your hand is like a men in black mind eraser. <laughs> uh, so uh, from this scene, uh, we move on to Star meeting with his two, the two agents that are
1: watching Jesse Custer. Exactly, and they're, like, showing him use the power, and he's not paying attention. He's like, yeah, so what? Yeah.
0: He's sort of a casual asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah. just being a dick. Uh, yeah. He wants some uh, – he he just is like, oh, I don't care. I have a date. Kill them. Yeah. Kill them all. Yeah. And so then we get this, oh. we get this pretty intense, awesome sequence – How uh,
1: sick is that, dude? It almost turns into like this amazing looking video game that is, I mean, it was so cool with the, you know, they put the earmuffs on so they don't, they can't get, uh, you know, mind controlled by Jesse and like it turns into this like night vision first person shooter thing that was so intense and so quiet and so, oh, oh, it was just, it was absolutely amazing. Very cool. Uh,
0: talked about a really well-made sequence. Uh, they walk in. It still proves, this scene proves that um, even though our team isn't getting along, they're still, like, pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy uh, jumps on them, right? The the sort of religious t- uh, SEAL Team Six uh, <laughs> jumps on them right away, attacks them. They turn on him. The one guy goes to the house.
1: uh Yeah, dude, when he walks in front of the mirror, oh, man, that was so crazy. That's cool. It was really, like, tough because you couldn't really tell what was happening. And then, like, oh, man, Dennis got shot. That was insane. Yeah, Dennis got shot. You heard it be like, old man down or whatever he said. Like, that was so crazy. Uh,
0: Then uh, he confronts Jesse. Jesse just beats him up without uh, using the voice. Yeah. Uh, Jesse's still a badass even without Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. so then uh, he gets the rips the guy's heads off, head, uh, uh, ear muffs off, mm-hmm. and then tells him to kill his friends. And where he, he's about to get answers out of him, and then Dennis comes flying out, uh, all yeah. vampired up, and just drinks that blood.
1: Classic noob, you know, you know, new guy, new vamp. <laughs> New yeah, vamp. rookie mistake, vampire. Come on, dude. You know, last episode. Come on, Dennis.
0: Last episode, we talked about how you, you wouldn't make me a vampire if I wanted you to. Right. Uh, but you said, oh, he doesn't want to curse. Cassie doesn't want to curse Dennis with being right. a vampire.
1: Dennis looks happy as hell. He's never looked so happy.
0: So that's what I'm saying. Well, you were so worried about that. It's going, it's going great.
1: It is, but Dennis doesn't realize what he asked for. He was just in a pain and was thinking fucking short term that he wanted the pain to be over with. He doesn't know what he signed on for, yeah. signed up for. Like, this is a crazy way to live your life. You can't, you know, you can't hide it from somebody. You have to be this roaming kind of nomad vampire or live underground, find like some kind of cult or something. I don't know. You need to hide but out You're saying. Yeah, but it's like a fucking – it's not just like, a, oh, it'll be cool. I've seen it in movies. Like, no, this is fucking – you're fucked forever. There's no dying unless you want to fucking sit there and get roasted by the sun. Yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know. You have, you have, you've had a
1: sunburn before, right? Oh, man, they're the worst. Yeah, see? It's like that but just a little worse. <laughs> just a little worse. It's just your flesh boiling off of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so – uh, well, that's something to look
0: forward to. I'm going to eventually be a vampire if everything goes as planned.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to be a, a wolf man. So, you know, we're going to be fighting for the rest of eternity, I guess. I mean, we, it started on the podcast. It ends <laughs>
0: in the streets. Midnight, yeah. full moon. <laughs> Pete versus Justin. Vampires yeah. versus werewolves. Yeah. Shirtless, obviously. Oiled
1: up. <laughs> wait what no why yeah. did this took a turn because this stuff? is one of those like sexy enough, this, is a, this, this is one, is one it, of those it, sexy more, movies no no this isn't like uh that will feral movie where like you're in a singlet all oiled up dude no way man
0: no i'm talking it's like interesting you went right to singlet uh <laughs> i was trying to make a, we were twi doing twilight but you were like jumping mini into a wrestling singlet
1: well, when you say oiled up, I mean, that's, you know, It I don't just know. proves, Pete, that you have a weird fetish, just like Hair Star <laughs> in this next scene. Oh, man. That lady was so lucky that he got interrupted. The fucking shit that he was going to do to her. Oh, man, that was going to get so weird so fast. Yeah. So Hairstar. That was, was so lucky.
0: Meeting this uh, girl. What she was like the, the daughter of the, the governor. governor. Yeah, the governor's daughter. Uh, so that's interesting. Now. You're him. You show up on the date. Do you wear an eye patch?
1: (laughs) I would, but he likes the creepy factor,
0: I guess. He, like, owns it. Well, when do you bring up the eye thing? Are you like, hey, yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, I don't think think you do. I don't think you wait for somebody else to bring it up. I mean, it's sort of like an elephant in the room. I would wear, like, I'd have a nice decorative eye patch.
1: I would get, like... I would if you're yeah yeah I would do something else for sure.
0: What you know what people should do is have like a, a flesh colored eye patch with an eye drawn on it. <laughs> maybe nobody yeah. would even notice.
1: Yeah yeah, or maybe just put one of those big googly guy eyes over it. You know now you just talking. stick one of those. Now you're talking. That's terrifying.
0: That's like the end of Roger Rabbit. Oh man, I, I was so
1: scared of that as a kid. Of dude. course,
0: all of America it freaked was scared. me out. Yeah. A lot of our fear as a country can be traced back to Christopher Lloyd being dipped <laughs> in the goo. Yeah. Uh, the dip. So, um, yeah, we have this weird butter under the chin thing. That's Dude. a pretty weird fetish. Now, I know you're into that, right? Wait, what? No You're,
1: you're into some butter play. Uh, no, I wouldn't have someone put butter underneath their chin. Yeah, well you have them like, just slathered all over.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Sure. Sure, why yeah, not?
0: Yeah, hashtag Butter Baby. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So his date is called short when he has to go back to the office. It happens all the time.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: He's got an emergency. He goes back to the office, lays out a tarp. Smart. Now this guy, <laughs> this guy knows how to
1: keep his whites white. He does. He's. It's not the first time he's worn all white and worked in an all white office. Like he yeah. understands what's at stake here.
0: Yeah, all white suit, Donald Trump tie classes uh, look
1: yeah so uh i i don't know if this is where the no you're right you're right i'm sorry so yeah i was thinking about the uh featherstone meeting where yeah she yeah this is exactly what we're leading up to where, uh so he pulls both of them in the office and he's like okay who's at fault and what do you think of how they answered
0: uh i thought that this scene was awesome where uh the guy, I forget his name, but he turns to uh, Featherstone and is like, I love you. And she's like, shut up, shut up. Ronald, yeah. I think his name yeah. is. And uh, then they're like, who's who's to blame? The guy says, I am. The girl says, he is like, she's she's like stone cold. She has a plan. Star, Star pulls out his Glock and is trying to kill Ronald. Yeah,
1: the whole time that they're talking, he's squeezing the trigger. Unbelievable!
0: Yeah, what's great about the show is they take these sort of trope scenes, like the Indeed. henchmen begging for their life and getting yeah. to get one more chance, and like and just crank up the stakes. Like do like the most extreme version of it. So in this case, they're literally they're not even begging. They're like uh, Featherstone's reasoning with him at the yeah. same time. Like he's just pulling just pulling yeah. the trigger, trying to kill her buddy. Or she's, like, loading the gun so that he can kill them.
1: Um, oh, well, yeah. Then then he's, like, she's, like, give me that. I, it clogs. And then she continues to talk to please, while she's fixing the gun to then give back to the, him. And it's, like, holy shit. This is so intense.
0: Yeah. And then she hands
1: it back. And you, pardon me. like, is he going to pull the trigger? But by then she has, like, convinced him of her plan. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I want I have this rape fantasy I'm about to do, which is what he was interrupted cool. with, with the fucking weird butter scene. And then she's like, yeah, let me put on some lipstick. Let's go do that. I was like, holy shit. Featherstone is all in. Yeah, she's very religious, I guess. I mean, there's drinking the Kool-Aid and then there's like, holy shit level. Yeah, then there's like pouring the Kool-Aid all over your body. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag butter baby. Oh, uh,
0: so the uh so, <laughs>
1: uh so yeah, so then uh yeah, Hairstar's like, what no, like that's not what I mean. And so they were like, Okay, we'll help you with your rape fantasy. Yeah. Uh, so that's just they have two tasks, both pretty fucked up.
0: So they say like they're gonna send Brad in. We don't know what Brad is, yeah uh, but it sounds like they're like, Whoo, Brad, pretty intense. Is that overkill? Yeah. No, let's send in Brad. So then we, we jump back to Jesse and the team. Jesse's, like, super paranoid. He's called in. He's got the New
1: Orleans cops all under Genesis control, like, working for him. He set up yeah, a perimeter. Yeah, that's, that's intense, man. I was like, holy shit. Jesse went from, like, I'm not using my powers to, like, I'm using it all over the fucking place. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I was like, wow, it's pretty epic to be controlling all these cops. I feel like this is going to get
1: them into trouble. Um, to, but then he's like sits down and talks to Tulip and like, this was intense. I was like, holy shit, here we go. We need to have this conversation. And also like Tulip just wakes up and is like, Oh shit, what the fuck is going on? And what's great is she looks well rested, but then it's like, does she know? Does she not know? And then she has this moment where she's like brushing her teeth and then she kind of like looks in the mirror. You're like, Oh, shit i think she does know and they finally sit down and talk and like i thought it was smart the way jesse was like hey listen you know like bringing up their history and like trying to be seems like he's trying to be like thoughtful and caring about it which i was like finally yes show her how much you fucking care about her you fucking dick
0: yeah but i feel like it didn't it doesn't really register with her like she's it's just sort of
1: bounces off right Yeah. So she's like – she's still flipped. Yeah, of course because she's like, hey, you fucking used it on me. I said don't do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, and she's like crying and has like this really powerful moment and I was like, oh, shit. But I'm glad they're fucking finally talking. Yeah. It's the first step.
0: They're still off again but they're trying to be on again. Uh, Yeah,
1: but also like he was like, you know, hey, you needed some fucking rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, and again, Pete, thank you for drugging all of my drinks with um, Sleepy Juice. Yeah, no problem. Anytime man. we meet up. <laughs> uh, so uh, moving forward, we have uh, Star rewatches the tape. We have this pop-up that keeps yeah. getting his way. And uh, Pop-ups are annoying, man. Pop-ups I don't know. are annoying. Do you like cats? No. Uh, I would happen to lie. I would have clicked
1: yes. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like You might like cats, but in that instance, fuck you. You know what I mean? No, I don't like cats now. Like, you ruined cats for me. Oh, wow. The musical Cats? All cats. Across uh, the board. Wow. Uh, but,
0: uh, Star rewatched the tape. Here's what Jesse has to say about his search for God. And he de- finally decides to do his homework and read the file. Yeah, in the, the murder. God damn, You're file. putting a hit on Jesse. didn't even read the file. Come on. Yeah, you got to do your job. Do you your job. Head.
1: But that's scary because it's like we don't want him to be good at his job. But it's kind of weirdly good news because like Harry Starr don't give a shit about God. So this is almost like feeding into his plan like, oh, shit, what do you mean God's not up there running the shit? Yeah. You know, when you're part of like a religious cult, like that's pretty important information.
0: Well, I mean, that's sort of, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I mean, he had like six files on his desk. It's like it's a short stack. Yeah. Uh, Get it done. It's not like a big. He's not reading Moby Dick here.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But then we get the funny scene where like Dennis is finally like so happy. He's like, Papa, thank you, Papa. And then his arm uh, lights on fire because like, hey, sunlight's a thing. Dennis, do you know anything about being a vampire? I mean, get it together, guy.
0: Well, he doesn't. And I feel like it's, you know, we met Dennis. We were like, oh, he's his son, but he's older. He feels very frail. Mm-hmm. Now he feels like a child. Right. Uh, right. And he doesn't seem like he's going to be a great vampire. He's too intoxicated <laughs> by the blood. He's guzzling the blood.
1: Oh, and, man, he is guzzling the blood. As That's a father,
0: uh, a recent father, you've got to teach your ch- children to not guzzle blood. Sip right. it.
1: But Dennis is, like, not a child. He's newly a vampire, but, like, come on, guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So uh,
0: that seems like trouble brewing.
1: We'll see where that
0: goes uh, going forward. But
1: then, finally, Jesse and Cassidy start talking. And I'm like, yes, guys, you just got to fucking sit down, check in with each other every once in a while, all right?
0: I mean, they all live together. It's no reason they can't just, like, you know grab each yeah. other and be like hey bro can i talk to you for a second yeah uh, that kind of stuff
1: and then yeah and then cassidy's like yo hey by the way like maybe you should talk to tulip some more you know what i mean like hey yeah i thought that was a very nice thing for cassidy to do
0: and that's interesting because i do think that cassidy has feelings for tulip so but yeah he,
1: but he's also like even if he does he's still looking out for his friend because if it was like he has feelings for Tulip. He's not trying to sabotage their relationship. I mean, Cassie's being really cool about all this. Yeah. Uh,
0: he's a very cool vampire, uh, just like I'm going to be. So uh, we get into this super tense scene with the music blasting. Dennis is like, like a teen, rowdy teenager blasting music. Uh, we have the threat of Brad coming at them, and uh, Jesse's like at his most paranoid. Yeah,
1: and we realize Brad is not a person –
0: There's a Uh, dude. Well, hold on a second. There's a dude cleaning. The the cleaner is in their kitchen.
1: Yeah, that was super creepy. Like he has a briefcase with like four cleaning bottles in it. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Suspect. Yeah. And then there's this giant dude who's just like naked and wasted in front of their house. I mean, I guess it's New Orleans, but like. Yeah, that any, could have been brad he's
0: in a scary mask we don't know who brad is tulip has borrowed the gun from the actual bad guy she's walking oh yeah house. that
1: was that was crazy right yeah no, i thought that was smart of uh, featherstone yeah you want a gun here yeah uh definitely. it's just like it's not going to help with brad and then we get the shot where we see what brad is
0: yeah so the the cop uh we don't know tulip ends up shooting the cleaner the cop uh ends up tackling the shirtless dude in the in the mask neither of them are brad
1: brad is just a straight-up missile yep (laughs) it's gonna kill them just a straight-up missile i guess yeah it's like hey why are we messing around couldn't we just blow up the whole building and then kind of be done with it
0: yeah so brad is flying to them meanwhile back in hair star's office um the uh prostitutes uh, show up and it's (laughs) three dudes (laughs) <laughs> and they're like oh no means yes no means yes so, no yes, so hair star um has to go uh, through with it not what he expected but he did learn while he was being um uh, while he was being uh ha- fucked i guess to be yeah. <laughs> straight up about it um he uh is looking at, at jesse's file once again great time yeah to he do got some, some light reading done
1: he was like oh oh why well, I'm-, I'm getting raped here it's kind of uh Oh, I thought of oh I, I I have a plan now. He had kind of like a moment,
0: exactly, and that's where, and again, that's why you keep a puzzle handy because that's also a great time to do a puzzle. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like, oh, the
1: missing puzzle piece is Jesse right uh, so he's calls that, up, was a, that was cool call back to the date where like you know it's this thing where she was like, yeah my all my life kind of seemed to all click once I had this missing puzzle piece, yeah. So even though he was like you are so stupid, she was really helping him out. Yeah, uh, she's great. She's a
0: huge character. I hope she comes back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they, so Hairstar finishes up the, his, uh, his his sexual encounter. Seems pretty happy about it. Yeah. Uh, he then calls off the missiles, the Brad strike. So uh, Featherstone redirects the missile to. Harry
1: Connick Jr.'s house. Yeah, aww, poor Harry Connick Jr. Like, he was kind of like a joke here, and like, yeah, I get it, like Tom Cruise and the other ones, but I don't know, I don't, I guess I don't hate Harry Connick Jr. as much as everybody else does.
0: I, I mean, he's a great, if you've seen the movie Memphis Bell, Memphis Bell,
1: great actor. Yeah, he's done some like fun cameo stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this was the one time I was kind of like, aww, I wasn't on the side of the joke, I guess. Yeah, you're, you're a Connick head. I don't know about that. But i have always been a huge like, Harry
0: Connick Jr. fan.
1: I don't know about that. I just I just was like, I don't know. If somebody else you could have blown up, I would have been more on board.
0: Yeah, well, we were supposed to record this yesterday, but Pete was at a Harry Connick Jr. Michael Buble <laughs> double bill concert
1: dueling pianos. No, so no I was not. Yes, was, Pete. I've never seen Pete, them in be concert. Be honest. No, no. Uh, so, yeah. So he's – he gets blown the fuck up. Yeah. And yeah. And then we have the big fucking sit down, dude. Yeah. Where, uh,
0: Jesse's calls off his cops. He's uh, – he doesn't know what's happening.
1: That was a great also like cut scene where it was like cut two weeks later still kind of sitting there. Um, I mean he has to be unbearable at that point. Yeah, he
0: needs to go to sleep. Yeah, Exactly. Um, but so instead he goes to the bar goes to the bar and in walks hair star himself and they meet up they seem friendly and it feels like we have a team up coming
1: well not a team up but at least we're going to hear what a hair star's plan is because he's like if jesse's looking for god probably hair star wants to look or i'm not sure what he thinks this uh you know Maybe he'll lay off until he finds him. I don't know. What do you think he's going to kind of lay out for him? I feel like
0: we're going to learn more about the organization itself uh, because it does seem like whatever – Hair Hairstar seems like he hates his job. right? So it seems like there's something uh, like above him or something in the world that's troubling him and I think he is bringing Jesse in to help fix whatever situation that is. We don't know. We've never really seen what bothers Hairstar. Um, about his job. So I think that's what we're going to get into um, in the next coming episodes.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting next episode to see what the proposal is for sure. But man, what a fucking app this was.
0: Yeah. A lot of stuff. Um, Yeah. So uh, let's move it over to our next section uh, where we talk about just that revelations. Yeah. Uh, and in this section, we talk about, like, what are, is our big takeaway from the episode? What have you learned? What really affected you? Pete, what do you think?
1: I, I got to say Cassidy is going to be my just – I'm very impressed with him as a character and, like, how well he deals with everything. I mean, that this dude is the glue that's holding them all together. Like, if it wasn't for him to push Jesse to talk to Tulip, if it wasn't for him to, like, make the choice to fucking bite Dennis, Dennis would have got shot and would have been dead. So, like, this episode, you really see how much, like, they would all be dead or whatever if it wasn't for Cassidy.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, they all play a pretty pivotal role, but I see right. uh, this was definitely a Cassidy. Cassidy feels like, for this whole season, really, it feels like Cassidy's the only one working in everyone's best interest.
1: Yep. Yeah. He cares about not only Tula, but also Jesse. And, I mean, maybe he doesn't care enough about Dennis, but, like, he did bite him. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, that, that's totally cool. I mean, my, my favorite, I really like the. Um, the uh, night vision uh, religious SEAL Team 6 scene. Oh, man. Uh, that was cool. So cool. Very first-person shooter, really well shot, really uh, well made. But I guess uh, maybe my revelation is the acting from our main three actors. Like these guys yeah. are so good and uh, – Cassidy, the guy that plays Cassidy's, was so great in this episode. That first scene, they do such a great job of building tension in this in this episode, mm-hmm. and it was just—it's tense between the three of them. The situation is tense. Uh, it's just a really,
1: really well. Now, done. I don't know uh, for you if it's different because you're a classically trained actor and you like to talk about that all the time. But uh, you said it, I me. when. But thank when, you. When somebody's crying, I don't mean it as a compliment. I'm just giving history for. For, so you can comment on what I want to, what I want to share here is that compliment taken no, that's not what I'm doing Anyways, so like when you somebody cries like that's always the big moment like do I believe them as an actor do I because that's such a huge thing that like when someone has to cry on screen, that can really make or break apart for me like as far as do I really think they are they are the perfect person for this role? And seeing Tulip Cry, I thought was such a well-played, well-done moment that, like, she is, you know... Because it's a completely different choice from the comic book. And at every turn, I feel like this is such a better choice. Uh, and I think, like, this actor is so perfect for this role.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think all of them... They are great actors, and even when they're crying or not, like, they just make such smart, small, detailed choices that I think it, uh, it really just makes this show great talked about.
1: Now do you when you uh when you see something like somebody crying, is that for you like do you look at that and be like, Oh, they really nailed that or are you like just wrapped up in that you don't really think about it as the actor's point of view?
0: Um as a classically trained actor, when I see an actor cry, I start crying.
1: Oh wow. Uh, because it's so beautiful. Oh wow. Okay. Well thank you for that inside track there.
0: <laughs> just a little a little <laughs> bit of inside track. And hey, anytime you want to get back to those acting lessons, let's do it.
1: Uh, I would I would not take acting lessons from you, you know I I don't need you to talk more like a pompous ass around me. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh, you think I peaked up on that? Okay, great. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of, of that, um, I should say uh, I've been pushing this hashtag Pete the Poodle, and I just want to say, Pete, I will not do that anymore. I know it's been
1: bothering you. Yeah, it has. It's you're like calling me the gimp. And it hurts, and I wish you would stop. Okay. I will consider Pete the Poodle dead. Stop
0: uh, saying it. Okay. I won't say it ever anymore, but I would like to correct it and say um, Pete, hashtag Pete the Pomeranian uh, because the I was just had the dog wrong. Uh, no. If you have a photo of Pete dressed as a dog man, uh, it's Pete, no hit such us thing. up at hashtag stop. Pete the Pomeranian. Stop. All right. I'm done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, guys, that's the show. Uh, we do a bunch of other shows, uh, about other podcasts. Uh, you can check us out. Our main show is called Comic Book Club. It's on uh, Nerdist. Uh, you can check that out. And if you're in New York,
1: Come see us on a Tuesday at the People's Improv Theater. We'd love to see you for our live show. It's a lot of fun.
0: And if you want to support the show, you can check us out at uh, (laughs) patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of uh, great deals. We're just about to start making t-shirts, so you can definitely check those out. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Comic Book Live. Follow Pete on Twitter at RealPeteLepage. Follow me on Twitter at jt sizzle. Cool. Um, and uh, follow uh, Pete and I as our friendship don't. and our as our friendship grows at hashtag Pete and Justin friends for life. <laughs>